Come on, that's it. Let your faith rise in this house. Regardless of the circumstance, there is nothing too hard for Jesus. With man, it might be impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Lift up your praise. Lift up your faith. There is nothing too hard for God. There is nothing. Come on, if you're sick in your body, why don't you lift that sickness up before the Lord and say, God, I can't heal it, but you can heal it. I can't do it, but you can do it. If you need a miracle, lift your knee up and say, God, you can do it. Let's give the Lord some praise. If you believe you got a God that can do all things, give him a praise for that. As the Bible says, praise him according to his excellent and mighty acts. Give him praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody shout praise God. Amen, amen, amen. It is so good to be in the house of the Lord here today and to feel the presence of God. Is anybody thankful for the presence of the Lord that you feel? I just believe that anything is possible in this house. Do you believe that with me? I believe God can do anything. Do you believe that? Hallelujah. Amen. At this time, we'd like to, uh, I'd like to make a, a, another addendum to the announcement or at least add to it. As Brother D has already mentioned, this week, Pursuit youth rally you are all deputized to be youth this week amen so friday night we're going to be praying on tuesday as a church for god to do incredible things but i want to encourage everybody in the church come on out and uh if we need to give up our seats for our visitors we will but but let's pack the building out let's just let's uncover the roof whatever we got to do We'll just get people to Jesus. So come on out this, this Friday night, and God will bless you. And then, of course, next weekend, uh, we're going to be having church again. Brother Irvin's preaching here at 1.30. So we already, that's our normal time. We're ready for that. But we want to encourage the rest of the church. We're going to drive out to, to Sparks, Souls Harbor Church, for their 6 p.m. service. And uh, Brother Irvin's going to preach to us as, as well as to them. And we're just believing God for great things. You know, some people would say, well, what's the point of all this? Well, the whole point of this is that we want to we want to speak to the spirits of our region. And we want to break through some things in our area. And once things start breaking through and breaking open, I want to tell you, we will enter a dimension that we've not seen up to this point. So we're going to do all the things that we can and believe God. Amen. Praise God. At this time, we like to dismiss our Sunday school kids to their classrooms. Everybody say, God bless our Sunday school kids. And God bless our Sunday school teachers. Amen. For everyone else, if you would grab your Bibles and turn open to the book of Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 32. I love the sound of kids in church. Amen. Praise God for that. 
That's the sound of a revival church. Amen. Hebrews 11, verse number 32. I'm going to do my best to preach what I believe God put on my heart for this service. And hopefully, I believe it's going to be a blessing to each and every one of us here today. And I'm just believing for miracles to happen today. Amen. Hebrews 11 and verse number 32. It's one of my favorite, most poetic parts of the entire Bible. Favorite parts of, of the scripture. And there's a debate on who wrote the book of Hebrews. Uh, I just wish I would have wrote the book of Hebrews because then people would debate on me. Amen. But no, it's just incredible, incredible way it's written. And there's so much revelation, we won't have time to get to all of it. But this is the way the writer pens his words. He says, and what shall I more say? For time would fail me. He was a preacher. You know he was a preacher. He couldn't, he, he was on, working on his second or third close. And I'll be closing sooner than you think. And that's, he said, time would fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and Samson and of Jephthah. Of David also, and of Samuel, and of the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword. You know, you can do a whole lot with faith. If you just have faith in God, you can, you can go through a lot. Amen. Out of weakness were made strong. Out of weakness were made strong. Wax valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead race of life again, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others had trials of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, moreover, in bonds and imprisonments. They were stoned, they were sawn asunder, they were tempted. They were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and dens and caves of the earth. And all these having obtained a good report through faith. You can go through hell and come out with a good report. You can, you can be attacked by lions and come out with a good report. But you got to keep faith in the midst of it all. All these obtained a good report through faith. Receive not the promise, God having provided some better thing for us, that they without us should not be made perfect. And so for the next 10 hours, I'd like to teach you about these scriptures. No, I want to go back to verse number 34. It simply says this, out of weakness were made strong. And that's what I feel to preach to us here today. Out of weakness were made strong. Would you set down your Bibles and let's pray all across this building that God would help us, that God would speak to us. And we're praying for the strength of the Holy Ghost. We're praying for the empowerment of God's Spirit. Would you lift up your voice right now, right where you are? Regardless of what you're going through, I want to tell you, you can obtain a good report if you will go through it 
in faith, if you will endure it in faith, if you will come out and lift up your voice and pray in faith, I believe all things are possible to them that believe. Hallelujah. I believe there's strength. Somebody pray in the Holy Ghost. I believe there's a strength in this house that's going to empower somebody. I believe there is strength that's coming to those that are weak and those that have become feeble. I believe there's a strength coming in the house of the Lord for somebody in Jesus' name. Let's clap our hands unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. Out of weakness were made strong. That very phrase highlights one of the literary devices that the Bible uses. It's called a paradox. When you have two seemingly opposing ideas that they seem like they should be in contrast and they should be uh, afflicting and fighting with one another, and yet they end up complementing one another. Many of the principles of God's kingdom are paradoxes. For example, Jesus would tell us, if you want to live, you're going to have to die. Hallelujah. If you're going to live, you're going to have to die. And he is letting us know that we are going to have to die to our old sins, die to our old habits, die to our old ways. If we ever want to lay hand on eternal life and reach out and grab a hold of eternal life, we're going to have to let some things go. Jesus would put it this way, if we seek to save this life, we will lose it. If we try to hold on and maintain everything that we've got in this life, we will not succeed in our endeavor. But if we willingly let go of everything that we have, amen, and let on to the gospel and let on to the kingdom and take hold on eternal life, he said you will gain more than you ever lose. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, in the kingdom, in the world, they say if you want to get elevated, you just got to be the biggest. You got to be the best. You got to go up the ladder. But the biblical model is the opposite. Jesus said, whoever is the servant among you is the greatest. Amen. It is those that go down that are those in the kingdom that really go up and are elevated. Amen. It, are, it, are, it is those that humble themselves that are exalted in the kingdom. Amen. We're living in a kingdom that is upside down. The kingdom of God is completely upside down. The world, they think you, you're going to have to, in order to gain, you're going to have to go out and acquire and to get and to get and to get. To collect, amen, to collect and to collect. But in the biblical model, if you want to gain, you got to give. Amen. You don't gain without giving. This is why the Bible would say it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. Jesus would put it this way. If you will give the very measure that you give out, it will be given again to you, pressed down, shaking together, running over. Hallelujah. In this kingdom, 
You don't go up the ladder by climbing the ladder. You go down and you humble yourself and you become a servant to become the leader. In order to get, you've got to be willing to be a giver. Amen. Only those that are in the kingdom that are givers, amen, are going to really be those that are getters. Amen. For those that are looking to live, you're going to have to be willing, amen, to let some things die. And there is the paradox that we're talking about today. How do you get strength? Out of weakness. These are seemingly opposing ideas. Amen. We read about this in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse number 7. Paul is referring to this, this idea of strength and weakness. And he talks about, amen, the fact that he was becoming exalted. That he was gaining in wisdom and in knowledge. And this is what the Bible says. He said, lest I should be exalted above measure, amen, through the abundance of revelations. Paul had got a lot of revelations. He talked about he, whether he was in the spirit or in the flesh, he was caught up to the third heaven, and he saw things that weren't lawful for men to speak. He saw revelatory things, and God Amen. In this moment of exaltation and seeing these great things, I want you to notice what God did. There was given to me a thorn in the flesh. I'm going to talk to somebody for a little while. Well, if I'm so blessed, why do I feel like this? If I've got so much revelation, why am I going through this and that? If I've got so many things going right, why are so many things going wrong? Amen. Might I submit to you, amen, that you're doing things right, but God's trying to keep you right. You may not be doing anything wrong, but I want to tell you, it was, it was by the grace of God that Paul received this thorn in the flesh. He said, lest I be exalted above measure. There's something about the thorns that God gives, and something about the trials God allows, and something about the struggles that God brings that keep us, amen, from floating out into space and losing our mind. There's something about the thorns that God allows that keeps Keep us, amen, tethered to this earth. There's something about those trials that are good for you. I think we ought to thank God for those hard things. I know a lot of folks that will praise God for strength. I know a lot of folks that will praise God for blessing. I know a lot of folks that will praise God for when things go well. But I wonder, are there any mature Christians in the house of God that will thank God for the thorn, that will thank God for the trial, that will thank God for the hard times, that will thank God? Paul said there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me. Lest I be exalted above measure. I want to tell you, God's trying to keep you and I in a blessed position. Hallelujah. I'm, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but God's trying to keep some of us in a blessed position. He said, I don't want you to get exalted above measure. Amen. That means exalted beyond that which you should be exalted. Hallelujah. God's got a level for each of us, and God wants to keep us in that level because he, he knows that's where we will excel, and that's where we will do well. He said, for this thing, I besought the Lord three times that it might depart from me. Anybody ever had a trial? You've prayed for it to go away more than once. And it seems like every, you, feel like you feel like the magicians of Pharaoh. Every time you try to get rid of frogs, more frogs show up. 
I, I might, maybe I'm the only one here, but I've prayed for things. more. Paul only prayed three times. I prayed more than three times for some things to go away. But Paul said, I prayed three times that it might depart from me. Hallelujah. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee. For in your weakness, hallelujah, he said, my strength is made perfect in weakness. I want to tell you, the Holy Ghost showed up to Paul, and he said, Paul said, could you just get rid of this? And he said, Paul, you don't understand what's at work here today. My grace is sufficient for you because my strength is made perfect. My strength is completed in your weakness. Hallelujah. You don't get the perfect strength of God without some weakness on your part. You don't get the perfect, complete strength of God without allowing God to utilize the weak areas and allowing God to take you through weak areas. Hallelujah. Somebody give him praise. See, we think we need things. We often think things need to depart from us. But what we really need is grace imparted to us. Well, if God would just get rid of this, if God would get me out of that, hey, I'd love to get out. But, you know, sometimes God has a stay in. We never read about, we would have never read about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego getting out of the fire. Amen. If God hadn't allowed them to go through the fire. If God hadn't put them in the fire. Amen. But I want to tell you, we get great strength in faith. Amen. About Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. That even in the midst of their weakness, there was a strength that came forth. Even in the midst of that fiery furnace that was heated up seven times. There was a victory in the midst of the fire. Instead of praying for it to depart, start praying for God to make you fireproof. Uh, instead of praying for it to go away, uh, why don't you pray, God, strengthen me in the midst of this. Uh, instead of praying, God, get rid of it, what if we started praying, God, uh, make me stronger than I ever was. Uh, God, get me strength uh, out of my weakness. Paul then said, I most gladly therefore will glory in my infirmities. Put that on your resume. You ever had a job interview and they ask you, what are some of your weaknesses? Let me just give you some good interview advice. Always give a weakness that you can turn into a strength. Sometimes I'm too much of a hard worker and I just stay late. You know, but with good work-life balance, I'll be all right. I just helped somebody get a job right there. Amen. For all my HR folk. But, you know, but there's some folks. Well, I'm, I never show up. I'm, I'm late all the time. And uh, quite frankly, I'm going to quit this job in about three months. Yeah, you're not going to get the job. But, but Paul did the opposite. He said, I'm going to glory. I'm going to put it on my resume, my infirmities. Uh, he said, and this is why, that the power of Christ uh, might rest in me. Paul was saying, I'm not trying at this point to get rid of my weakness. I'm not trying to eradicate my weakness. He said, instead, I'm just going to let my weaknesses be as they are and let God's glory and God's power rest in me. I'm not going to glory in my strengths. I'm going to glory in the fact that I was weak and God strengthened me. I'm going to glory in the fact that I couldn't do it by myself. But God, but God. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to tell you, this is what Paul said. He said, for when I'm weak, then am I strong. It's only through weakness I obtain strength. It's only through there being weakness in my life, deficiencies in my life, inabilities in my life, that I really get a strength that I can't explain. It's only in the midst of turmoil I get a peace that passes all understanding. Amen. you got to enter some places where you don't understand for there ever to be a strength where there's peace you don't even comprehend and you don't understand. In other words, it's only in your weakness will you ever find the strength of God. Somebody clap your hands and give God a shout of praise. Hallelujah. In our world, they tell you, hide your weaknesses. Now, let me clarify for somebody here today that they, they like to take the pastor out of context. Pastor said, I can have a drinking problem so God can get glory. That is not what I'm saying. That is not what Paul was saying. <laughs> Paul said, I had a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan that buffeted me. There's many ideas on that. Some people think it was the fact that he had weak eyes because he'd been stoned to death. And he was praying for God to help him. Some people thought he had back problems. And, and other people think it was the fact that he had Judaizers that followed him all around. And, and every time he preached the gospel, they'd come behind him. And they would try to undo everything he taught. I don't know what it was, but I can tell you this. It wasn't a drinking problem. Amen. God forgives those kind of failings. Hallelujah. I want to just help somebody here today. God will redeem and God will forgive and God will help you to overcome those things. That's not what I'm talking about when I talk about weakness. Hallelujah. Amen. When we, you know, when we talk about weakness, we're talking about our insufficiency. Amen. That's why when Paul said, get this out of here and get rid of it, he said, I've got something that's sufficient. You got something that shows your insufficiency, but I've got something that'll shore up your weakness. I've got a sufficiency called grace. Hallelujah. I got a sufficient thing called grace that where you are insufficient, grace will shore up your weakness. Where you can't, God can. Where you are unable, God is able. Where you are weak, then is he strong. Just to clarify, amen, I, I just, I'll put it out there. I, I'm, I'm not really the guy that should be preaching to anybody here today, amen, because when I first came to God, I was really, really, really scared of people, amen. They made me an usher, and, and I, hello, praise the Lord. I didn't want to look at people in the, in the eyes. I didn't want to shake their hand. A way more introverted. I want to tell you, if you see me being extroverted, it's a work of the Holy Ghost. For all those that say, well, you just are that way. No, I want to tell you, it's a work of the Holy Ghost where God can make strength out of your weaknesses. Some people get up behind a pulpit because they got ambition. The rest of us, we're just saying, God, if you can use anybody else, use them. But if there's nobody else that's willing, I'm willing. Amen. I want to tell you, this is not, this is not a strength. Amen. I want to tell you, this is a weakness that God has perfected. This is a weakness that God is working through. Amen. This is an area where, where, where when I was weak, amen, for those that say, well, that's just how I am, you need to let God change how you are. Amen. If that's how you are, great. Glory in the fact that God's going to get glory out of this. Say, God's going to change. Change something about this. I wanted to say this. So I'm not talking about sin being your weakness. Amen. You need to repent of sin. You don't get strength for sin. You repent of sin. 
You get it under the blood. You get baptized so it can wash away all your sins. Hallelujah. You come to the altar and you get deliverance from your sins. Hey, God will save you right where you are, but he will not leave you where you are. He will pull you out of Egypt. He will pull you out of sin. He will pull you out of the world. So, so I want to I want to clarify that. But but let me just say this: we've got to get we've got to we got to wake up to our weaknesses. Amen. You can't speak to a problem or a weakness that you don't identify. You know, it is a it is a superpower being able to acknowledge your weakness. It is a strength being able to acknowledge where you are weak and where you feel insufficient. The willingness to accept your weaknesses, amen, in the interest of self-improvement is a vital strength that every single one of us needs. Amen. The enemy would rather you and I sleep on our weaknesses and ignore our weaknesses and be ignorant towards our weaknesses because he doesn't want what happens after you and I identify our weaknesses. The moment you identify your weakness, there is a strength that comes from God. The moment you identify where you stop and God starts, it's a bad day for the devil. The moment you recognize, I can't, but he can. It's a bad day for the When we recognize our weakness, amen, we can recognize where our strength ends and God's strength starts. We can recognize where our strength stops and his grace starts. Amen. As humans, we envy, often envy, and we are attracted to strength and power. There's people in this building, you just envy people with money. Amen. You envy people with brains. You envy people. I, I want to say it's human. It's human to look at somebody and go, man, I wish I was like that. I wish I had what they had. Amen. It is human to be attracted to power and to strength. But I want to tell you about God for a little while. God is seemingly attracted to weakness. This is, this is one big difference between us and God. Amen. We look at power, and we're enamored by power. Amen. In fact, that's why so many people hide their weakness, uh, and people come to church, uh, and they try to dress up and cover all their weakness because uh, they want to look like they've never struggled, uh, like they've never got problems uh, because they know other people are not looking for my weaknesses. Uh, they're looking for my strengths. Uh, and there's people here today, uh, you fought on the way into church, uh, but as you rolled in the parking lot, you said praise the Lord you put on a nice face everything's great the dog didn't bite me this week and the bills are all paid amen and you want to act like everything's all together amen I want to tell you amen that's human that's human to say I'm strong I'm strong I'm strong I'm strong well, on the inside you know I'm not strong I'm not strong I'm not strong it's arrogance to claim strength in areas of your weakness it's arrogant to say that you got it all together when you don't but there's something humble about recognizing your weakness and acknowledging your weakness and God is attracted to people that are willing to state their weakness, that are willing to identify their weakness that are not making excuses for their weakness, that are not trying to cover up their weakness now I already said this is not an excuse to be immoral that's not what I'm talking about because God will help you with that too 
But what God, when God comes in and God sees deficiency, he is readily available to help. When God sees weakness, amen, that's where God is close and he's ready at a moment's notice to help those that will call on him in the time of distress. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. When you're going through struggles, amen, let me let me prove it to you. Amen. When Elijah was in a cave and he was weak and he was depressed and he didn't know what was going on, amen, God was not in the wind, God was not in the earthquake, and God was not in the fire, but God was in the whisper. You don't whisper when you're far away. You whisper when you're close. And God was saying, hey, in the moment of your weakness, I'm close to you. In the moment of your distress, in the moment where you can't figure it out, I'm, I'm ready. And all you got to do is call out to me and I'll show up. Listen, God will use anybody. But he is often attracted to those that will bring him the most glory. Amen. The Bible puts it this way. God resisteth the proud. You want God to be against you? Just be prideful. <laughs> Amen. God resisteth the proud, but he giveth grace unto the humble. This is why the Bible says in 2 Chronicles 7 and 14, if... If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray. I want to tell you, when you don't pray, it's an act of pride. When you don't ask for help, it's an act of pride. You think you're strong when the truth is you've not acknowledged you're weak in an area. But the moment you begin to humble yourself and pray, he said, I'll heal your land. I'll forgive your sins. I'll bless where you were broke. I'll help where... Somebody ought to give him praise. If you want God to resist you, just start walking around like you got it all together all the time. You will fool me, and you'll fool just about everybody else if you're really good. But you will never fool yourself, and you will never fool God. <laughs> this is why the Bible says that, that a haughty spirit comes before destruction or before a fall and pride before a destruction. Amen. When people start thinking, I don't need God and I don't need help and I've got it all together because somehow they feel like they've got to keep a strong front. Amen. That's a weakness, not a strength. But the moment you acknowledge and identify your weakness, that's where grace kicks in and that's where the power of God comes in. And that's where that's why Paul said, you know what? I'm not hiding any longer. I'm not running from it any longer. God, you see the areas where I'm deficient. God, you see the areas where I can't do it. God, you see the areas where I'm I'm not able. And so he said, Lord, uh, amen, if you'll just take that, there's a complete perfection uh, of strength that comes from that weakness. Uh, there's a completion of strength uh, that comes from that weakness. Uh, so I'm not going to glory in the areas I've got it together. I'm not going to say, this is where my strength lies. Uh, that's the business world. Uh, that's that They say, you got to rely on your strengths. No, no, honey, you got to learn to rely on the areas where you need God for help. You got to learn to rely on God. If money is your strength, uh, amen, and you rely on money to make it through, uh, you're going to have to rely on money for everything. Uh, but when you recognize God is my strength, uh, you can rely on God whether you got money or you don't have money, uh, whether you got health or you don't. 
God, he, he resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Amen. Let me just say this to somebody here today. Just because you're weak doesn't mean God's weak. Hallelujah. We often think of God like we think of ourselves. Well, you know, and, and let me just say this. We, we got to properly identify faith. Faith is not arrogance. Faith is not, faith is not fake it till you make it. That's not faith. That's, that's, that's you're fooling everybody. Faith is a trust and an assurance that God is in control. Not that everything's working out. Not that, ever, not, that, not that I've got a certain outcome that's coming from this. It is, it is not that, well, you know, it's not optimism. This is going to work out. You know what? It might not work out the way you thought it was going to work out. I know a lot of people got faith in their outcome, and they got faith in what they think needs to happen. Amen. But that's not real faith. Faith is I trust God. I trust God. Well, I just got a bad report. I trust God. Well, does that, does that mean I trust that he's going to turn the report around? No, I'm not. I don't have faith in an outcome. I just trust that God knows what he's doing. I trust that God has got it all in control. And it... And if he takes me to heaven, praise God, I trust him. He took me to heaven. And if he heals me, I trust God. He healed me, praise God. And if he blesses me, praise God, he blessed me. But I trusted him whether he blessed me or not because my faith was not in the outcome. My faith was in God. It was not in what I thought would bring me strength. It was in my weakness. I don't know what's happening, and I don't know what's going to happen, but I know the God that holds my tomorrow, that's got it in the palm of his hands, and I trust in him, and that's where my strength lies. I trust in him, and that's where my... It's not that you're always smiling. It's not that you're always optimistic. It's the fact that I trust him. I trust him. I, I am assured that God's going to do something in the middle of this. If you have your Bible's book of Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28. Isaiah 40 and 28. I love the way the new King James puts it. He said, have you not known? Have you not heard? You know, there's some folks, all you lack is some good information. You are one good teaching, one good preaching away from un unlocking your best faith. Hallelujah. Some folks, you, you just lack one good sermon. You just lack one good Bible reading. Amen. Have you not known? Amen. Have you not heard? Has God's reputation not preceded himself? Amen. Has God not already proven himself time and time and time again? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. Hallelujah. His understanding 
anything is unsearchable. I want to tell you what that verse is telling us. If you haven't heard it from anybody else, hear it from Pastor Hood. God's not weak, and God doesn't faint, and God doesn't get weary. You get weary, and you get weak, and I get weary, and I get weak. But God doesn't get weary, and God doesn't get weak. And if you never heard it before, let me just tell you, he knows more than you do, and he knows more than I do. And so I put my trust in Jesus. I put my trust in the unchanging God. Well, God, I don't have strength, so I'm going to act like I got it. There's some folks, you've heard this, you've heard fake it till you make it. No. If anybody ever told you that, they're wrong, they're anti-biblical, they're wrong. Don't do it. You can faith it till you make it. That's there's a big difference between faking it till you make it. Just act like you got it together. That is, that is anti-biblical. But faith it till you make it says, uh, hey, how's it going to work out? Don't know. Is it going to work out? Not positive. Uh, all I do know is God's in control. And all I do know is God's strong. And all I do know is God's not weak. And why are you worshiping? Because I got faith in God, not in my circumstance. I got faith in God, not my weakness, not my strength, not my ability, not the outcome. I just place my faith in Jesus. Have you not heard? Have you not known? He gives power to the weak. Hallelujah. I want to tell everybody in this building that's feeling like you're weak and you can't do it. Amen. And you're weary and you're worn down and there's parts of your life where you're just no, you don't know. Amen. And you're trying to have faith. Amen. But you've been putting your faith in outcomes and you've been putting your faith in other things. Today I want you to put your faith in God. Amen. Not on the outcome. Not faith in what thus saith you. Amen. Faith in the Lord. Faith in his word. And when you get faith in God, you can have the faith that says he gives power to the weak. I believe before this service is done, there's some folks walking out that walked in weak, walked in powerless, but you're about to walk out in power. You're, you walked in weary, but you're walking out in power. You, if you believe that, you ought to give God a shout of praise. You walked in, giving him a sacrifice of praise, giving him your last bit of praise. But I want to tell you, by the time it's done, you're going to be invigorated to praise. You're going to, where you were weak in your praise, sacrificing in your praise, he's going to give strength to the weak. He gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. Pastor, I just don't know how I'm going to make it. I want to tell you, if you will humble yourself and get a hold of God today, he will give strength to the weak. He will encourage. He will give power. Amen. This is a part we all quote and we've heard. Even the youth shall faint and be weary. When you contrast the, the, even those that should have strength naturally, the young people. They should just automatically have strength because they're age. Amen. When you contrast that with God, God never faints and never gets weary. He said even, even young people get, get weary and even young people lose strength. Uh, and young men utterly fall. But those that wait upon the Lord. See, you can have gray hair, and, but if you know where to go, uh, amen, you don't have to have the strength of a young person. You, you might have come in weary uh, and worn down uh, and think, well, I'm not as strong as I used to be. That's all right. 
right. As long as you know what to do when you're weak. As long as you know where to go when you're weak. As you can recognize your weakness, but you next got to recognize what to do with your weakness. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. You come in weary. You come in worn down. You come in weak. But if you wait upon the Lord, if you get a hold of God, if you worship God, he'll renew your strength. Somebody ought to give him praise. Romans 8 and 26, uh, 8 and 26 says this. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities or our weaknesses for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought but the spirit makes intercession for us i want to tell you when you come to church amen you're not coming let me just dispel something some people in our world have this viewpoint of church well i'll go to church when i'm good that's like saying that's like being overweight and saying i'll go to the gym when i lose weight it's like being sick and saying, I'll go to the hospital when I'm well. It's like going to the dentist, saying, when I get my teeth fixed, then I'll go to the dentist. Praise God. I go to church when I'm strong. I go to church when I'm prayed up. I go to the altar when I ain't got no sin in my life. I go to, I go to God when I've got it all together. I go to God when I don't need God. I want to tell you, 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 you and I, amen, we, we've got to realize that, that that's the whole point of God is that our weakness, it attracts God, but we've got to take our weakness and put it in the hands of God. The only way you and I convert weakness into strength is when we willingly put our weakness in the hands of God. Amen. The Spirit itself helps our weaknesses, but you've got to pray about your weaknesses. You've got to put your weaknesses in the hands of God and say, God, by myself, this is weak. Amen. I identify my weakness, but now, God, I put my weakness in your hands. And, God, I can't, but I believe, and I've heard it, and now I know that you give strength strength to those that are weak and God you are the one that's going to help and your spirit will help me and you come down to the altar not when you're strong you come to church when you're weak you come to the altar when you're weak you come when you don't have it all together you I preached about religion a little bit last week, but you got to be careful of religion. That'll tell you you just need to try harder. And when you try harder to get better, then you'll finally get better. No, you only get better when you recognize I'm weak and I need God. I can't do it without him. I can't do it without him. I recognize I'm weak. That's the only way you get strength is when you recognize I can't. I can't. The only way you get strength is when you see I can't, but he can. Somebody ought to give him praise. Somebody ought to give him praise. Hallelujah. The old Sunday school song says, they are weak, but he is. Well, I'll come to God when I got it all together. No, his spirit helps your weaknesses. The spirit of God was designed. You didn't just get the Holy Ghost just to speak in other tongues. The, the Holy Ghost, the evidence that you got the Holy Ghost is you will speak in other tongues. Don't, don't misunderstand me. Every person that received the Holy Ghost spoke in other tongues. But you did not get the Holy Ghost just so you can... You can speak in the tongues of men and angels. Hallelujah. 
James or Jude said it this way, building up your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Romans says the Spirit helps our weaknesses. Hallelujah. You got the Holy Ghost not to hide from your weakness. You got the Holy Ghost to take your weaknesses to the throne of God. You got when you got the Holy Ghost, you got access through His Spirit to the throne of grace that you might find help in time of need. When you need God, you can come. Why? I got the Holy Ghost because I'm weak. I got the Holy Ghost. Moses identified his weakness. He said, who am I that I should go before Pharaoh and bring out the children of Egypt? He identified his weakness, but then God began to speak to him about what to do with his weakness. He said, you go back and tell him, I am that I am. Where you're not able, you go tell him God's able. Where you have weakness, you go tell them where you found your strength. Uh, where you can't, you tell them about a God that can. Uh, amen. God ended up telling them, uh, I will deliver my people with an outstretched arm. But then Moses gets to the Red Sea. And he's like, all right, God, you said you'd get them with an outstretched arm. And God says, stretch out your arm. Hold on, God, we already talked about this. I'm weak, you're strong. I want to tell you how you get miracles when you connect your weakness with his strength. When you connect your inabilities with his ability, uh, there's a miraculous power. And Moses said, okay, God, you know I'm weak. I know I'm weak. Uh, but, God, you and I both know you're strong. And if you want to use this weak hand, uh, he stretched out his hand. And the Bible says God began to part the waters. Uh, what am I preaching to you? I'm telling you there's weak, there's strength uh, that comes out of your weakness, uh, not just your neighbor's weakness, uh, not just the pastor's weakness. There's a strength that'll come out of your weakness. Let's clap our hands and stand all across the building. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands all across this house. There is a strength that only comes out of acknowledging weakness and putting that weakness in the hands of God and letting that weakness, amen, become a strength through the power of God. When you say, God, I'm not able to, but God says, my grace is sufficient. When you say, God, I can't, but God says, but together we're going to do something great. When you say, God, you said you do it with an outstretched arm. I didn't know you were going to use my arm. I want to tell you, God is going to get strength out of your weakness. Gideon, you're a mighty man of valor. And he says, well, hold on. I've never fought in a battle. I'm of the least 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 tribes. I'm insecure, as you can tell by the scriptures. <laughs> I've got weakness surrounding me. My whole family's weak. My tribe's weak. My heritage is weak. I'm weak. Identify your weakness, Gideon, but do not become paralyzed by it. This is a fine balance for, for us to recognize you've got some areas you're not as good as other people. And I've seen people that, that refuse to let God use them because they're not perfect yet. Listen, God's not looking to, for perfection. God makes perfection. 
Don't become paralyzed by your... Instead, say, God, don't become more insecure by your weaknesses. Use that, as Paul said, I glory in my infirmities and in my weaknesses. When you acknowledge your areas of deficiency, that's a great place to develop a good prayer life. I'll tell you what, it's not my strengths that have taught me to pray. Hallelujah. Well, God, if you'll just bless me, then I'll, then I'll, then I'll be a giver. That's not how this works. You give when you're broke. Hallelujah. This is an upside-down kingdom. You, God, if you'll just empower me then, then I'll pray about it. No, it's when you're weak and you don't know how things are going to work out that develops. I want to tell you the greatest prayer warriors became prayer warriors because of weakness, not strength. The greatest Let's just put it in every term we can think of. The greatest worshipers are not the greatest worshipers because they were born in heaven. Jesus said, those that have been forgiven of much, the same love much. Listen, you ain't going to outpraise somebody that's got a revelation of how weak they were when God found them. You can try, but you're not going to outworship God from somebody that realizes I was weak, but his strength helped me. Identify your weakness, but then put your weakness in the hands of God. Samson, his whole life. You read your Bible, you find it, you come tell me. But I've not found one place in Samson's life where he prayed. I see a lot of times where Samson gets mad. I see a lot of times where Samson's gambling. I see a lot of times where Samson's hooking up with Delilah. I see a lot of times where Samson's doing incredible things where God moves on him. But it was after his eyes got gouged out and he's plowing, uh, amen, with a, he's grinding at the mill blind going in circles uh, that for the first time in his life mind you one of the strongest men listed in the bible the moment he's blinded and he's going in circles the moment he recognizes he's weak then samson called unto the lord and said god remember me and give me strength listen for those that have failed do not let me just say this. For those that have fallen and failed, do not waste a good mistake. Do not waste a good mistake. There ain't nothing like a good failure. And I'm not giving you permission to fail. And I'm not giving you permission to sin. And I'm not giving you permission to go out and do immoral things. That's not what I'm saying. But if you have. Don't waste a good opportunity to remind yourself the next time you get strong where your strength came from, that God picked me up from the miry clay and God redeemed me. It was when he recognized I'm weak, I can't see, physically blinded, that for the first time in his life he started using his voice and praying. When he could no longer use his muscles, he started using his mouth. Hallelujah. Our strength is made perfect in weakness. We all know God's grace is amazing. God's grace is wonderful. But you'll never know God's grace is sufficient until you have to rely on it. Ooh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Somebody lift up your hands. I got a lot I could say. 
but his strength is made perfect in your weakness. And out of weakness, hallelujah, out of weakness, Gideon, you became a mighty man of valor. Out of weakness, Samson, you became one that's known in the book of Hebrews. Time would fail to tell of Gideon, of Barak, of Samson. They were weak, but when they acknowledged their weakness and they cried out to the Lord, there was strength that came from their weakness. Strength is only made perfect by God in our weakness because it is only then we have to rely on Him. You know why God's attracted to weakness? It brings Him the glory. Why did God have Naaman dip in the dirtiest river? Are not all this, the rivers of Syria better than the rivers of Jordan? He said, listen, you can go back and do all that dip a million times and what will give you glory and make you look nice. Or you can dip in something that everybody said there's nothing good coming. You know why Jesus came out of Nazareth? Because everybody said there's nothing good that can come out of Nazareth. They hadn't met Jesus yet. And there's people here today, you're saying, well, Pastor, you don't know the weaknesses I've got in my life. There's nothing good that can come out of this. You're right if you keep it in your hands. But the moment you put it in God's hands, a couple fish and loaves is weakness in your hands. But the moment the little boy can take what's weak in his hands and put it in God's hands, there's a perfected strength that comes from that weakness. Hallelujah. And I've come to tell somebody here today, if you can get it in God's hands and keep a good memory of what it was before it got in God's hands, and you can give God the glory, I want to tell you, you're going to go from glory to glory. You're going to go from faith to faith. You're going to go from victory to victory. When you can, when you can come out of this weakness through the power of God, he'll strengthen you. But if you never forget where you got strength in the first place, amen, he said, Paul, I'm just keeping you at the right level, the right level where you remember where your strength came from, the right level where you're not too broken and you're not too high up. I can keep you right in that middle place. You know where your strength comes from. You know where your help comes from. And Paul said, just keep me right here, God. Don't remove the thorn. Don't remove the weakness. Keep it right there because my strength is made perfect in weakness. Lift up your hands one more time all across this building. Today, there's some folks who came in this building weak and weary. There's some folks who came in where you said, God, I don't have the ability. I don't have the money. I don't have all these other areas. But if you will bring that weakness down to this altar and put it in the hands of God and say, God, where I am not able, I believe you're able. In fact, I want everybody to come down to the front. If you came in weak, you do not have to leave weak. You can say, Lord, I need your strength. Instead of doing it by your own power, instead of doing it by your own hands, instead of doing it all by yourself, if you would come down to the front and say, God, I'm putting it in your hands. I'm putting it in your hands. You're going to find strength today. Come on. Come on, have faith in God. Have faith in God, not in your own power, not in your own strength. 
Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. When I can't, I have to rely on God's can. When, I'm in, when it's impossible for me, I've got to rely on the possibility of God. They're going to begin to sing, but I want somebody to pray right now. Come on, recognize where you're weak and say, God, this is as far as I can go. From here on out, it's a miracle. This is as far as I can take it. But God, here on out, it's going to be your hand. Here on out, it's going to be your strength. And I'm not going to forget it. And I'm going to give you the glory. And I'm going to give you the power. And I'm going to give you all of the, of the praise you're worthy of. you have never failed me yet. Waiting for change to come. Knowing come on. the battles won. Come on, God already knows where you're weak. You already but know where you you're weak. Have never but you just got to put it in God's hands. You got to put it in God's hands. And say, God, if you help me, if you help me. Your promise still stands. Come on, Samson. Great is if you fail, God, learn from your lesson. Use that weak area and repent. I'm still Use that weakness and pray. This is my confidence. You've never failed. I know the night won't last. Your word will come to pass. My heart will sing your praise again. Jesus, you're still enough. Keep me within your love. My heart will sing your praise again. Your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness, faithfulness. I'm still in your hands. This is my comfort. This is my confidence, you've never 
coming out of your weakness. I see you do it again. I see when you, you give move. it to God in you faith, the there's strength. And I believe you. I see you do it again. You make 